0: Hello, and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well being. If you want to take control of your well being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Do you find yourself in the tug of war mindset of I want something sweet? Take this free quiz with steps to reclaim your shape and get back your va-va-va-boom head to www.livingfabulously.com forward slash hello dash vitality. You'll find the link in the show notes. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today I'm really delighted to introduce my guest, Dr. David James, who has a passion to see you making changes in your life. Welcome to you, David.
1: Thank you. I'm very, very glad to be here today.
0: It's fabulous that you're here with me. And tell me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do.
1: I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist in Beverly Hills, California. I work with people to make powerful and lasting change in their lives, either in person here in my office in Beverly Hills or through Skype and FaceTime around the world.
0: Wow. (laughs) Lovely that we've got a global community with access to people like yourselves there, David. And how would you describe your own journey?
1: I have been on a journey of discovery. I think it's a journey where I started in one particular career path, one field, and I – went on that journey as far as it took me, and then another one opened up, and I entered into that with uh, some joy and gratitude and continued and followed that path for as long as it did, and then I continued to add and explore and enjoy and discover new ways of being present to helping people in this world, and so for me, it's been one open door and then experiencing that and then another open door and experiencing that, and then bringing us to the point where we are today, sharing this wonderful moment together.
0: And you spoke to me originally about how you dealt with stress and how that sort of shifted your career choices. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, stress is so prevalent in this day and age, but it probably has been in every day and age. Uh, In my own life, I've had experiences where uh, as a a police officer, I was shot at and uh, my windows blown out by a sniper's rifle. And obviously in that moment, that was very stressful, and I had to learn how to overcome in that moment the fight-or-flight response, and we'll talk about I'm, about that, I'm sure, in a moment. But generally speaking, people have um, – incredible uh, stressors in their lives nowadays uh, whether it's financial or relational or uh, with their employment or with their families and so what I've learned is how to apply the principles of uh, mind change, mind power through hypnotherapy to help people deal with stress.
0: And so what do you believe are the early indicators that you are facing a lot of the impact of stress in your life?
1: Well, there are um, two parts of our central nervous system that are in play when we're uh, either in stress or in a a state of well-being. The first is the sympathetic nervous system and that's the part of our autonomic nervous system that facilitates changes in the body to help us deal with a a, a moment of peril or danger or uh, anxiety. And what happens when the, uh, we encounter stress in our lives is that the body releases norepinephrine and epinephrine, which are both hormones, who and that would create what we would call an adrenaline rush in kind of everyday language. So when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, our heart rate increases, glucose is released to provide more energy, our airways widen to increase oxygen. Our pupils dilate to sharpen our field of vision, and our digestive activity slows down to conserve energy. All of these are biological responses to stress to help us deal in the moment with what we perceive to be a, a threat to us, it was, whether it was the woolly mammoth or you know a, a robber in our house. The problem for, for folks, so many of us, though, is that uh, rather than have an on-off switch, if you would, with stress and anxiety and all of these responses and all of these hormones and chemicals coursing through our body, they're much more like a pilot light on a hot water heater. They're just constantly going and and people are constantly in a state of low great anxiety, and as that happens, their creativity is blocked because they're focused on what they think is an immediate threat, and they're not able to thrive and prosper. And so I help them overcome
0: that. Yeah, that's a really good analogy of that pilot light because, like you say, it's always on, and then it's just what we're doing with that. So how would you use hypnotherapy to facilitate a change, you know, where somebody can use your sort of tools and techniques to change their response to stress? For many
1: people, what is very, very helpful is simply relaxing. Now that sounds too good to be true, but the as I talked a moment ago about the sympathetic nervous system, which is where the fight or flight activity is going on, we have what's also called the parasympathetic nervous system. If the sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight, the parasympathetic nerve is rest, nervous system rather is rest and relaxation. And so what we find is that as we are able to relax, whether it's through intentional breathing, focused attention as we do in hypnosis work, or through the use of mantra, uh, through the use of yoga, through the use of any kind of physical exercise, it releases all this anxiety. What happens is that other, more helpful, calming hormones are released through the body. And as that happens, uh, the field of vision increases, and uh, both literally and metaphorically, so that we're able to uh, experience a greater sense of well-being, a greater sense of Personal happiness, a greater sense of well being. And as all of these things happen, we find ourselves in a better place in life.
0: And so, if I didn't know anything about hypnotherapy, you use analogies really well. What's the sort of difference between traditional therapy and hypnotherapy?
1: Traditional therapy, talk therapy, where you sit with a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a licensed clinical social worker, or some form of counselor, is the kind of therapy where you talk about your problems. You talk about your formative influences in your life. You talk about the stressors or anxieties that are constant in your life. Hypnotherapy is a little different in that we do indeed spend some time talking about those things, but as a hypnotherapist, I am what is called a subconscious behaviorist. I want to go right to the symptom of anxiety, not so much to the cause of anxiety. Psychotherapy would deal with the cause of the anxiety. As a hypnotherapist, I go to the symptom, and we go into the subconscious mind where the subconscious program is running and we find ways to bring immediate relief to the symptom. And as we do that, we train, we retrain rather, the central nervous system to be able to correlate uh, the difference between the alert, awake, hyperactive state and the more relaxed state that the person can learn to bring themselves into through what some people call self-hypnosis, others might call um, uh, a form of meditation. But that would be the difference in Talk therapy, because I do that as well as a psychotherapist. We're looking for the cause. With hypnotherapy, we go right to the symptom and bring relief to the symptom.
0: If I understand correctly, then if I'm sort of dealing with crisis in my life, if I come and have a an hypnotherapy session, the experience from from me from a body perspective is that my body will respond better in the same situation even though the environment's not changed.
1: Exactly, because we train the body to respond differently, frankly. We train the body to, rather than automatically go to the default of fight or flight, we train the body, we train the nervous system through the use of the subconscious mind and the power of the subconscious mind to go into a more relaxed and calm state and learn to manage from that place rather than from the on fire place, if you would.
0: Yes, so that gives me um, food for thought because how can we then change how we view stress and therefore its impact on our lives?
1: Well, I think part of it is that stress has a biological function that serves us well when it is serving us well. And by that I mean when we are faced with a saber-toothed tiger (laughs) in our backyard or when we are faced with some form of danger or when we are faced with some form of threat the biological purpose of the anxiety mechanism of stress is to alert us, to warn us, and so we can make an ally of that, if you would. The problem, though, for many people, like I said, is it becomes a constant state. And When it becomes a constant state, then not only are you uh, in a state of disequilibrium because you are um, having all these hormones and chemicals coursing through your body, but you can't uh, distinguish between real threats and perceived threats. And so by allowing the the client to understand and experience the difference between the two states, they may, I can actually make stress and anxiety a bit of an ally. To help them understand where they need to change, where they need to find new ways of exploring life. And the hypnotic piece is to then allow them to do that from a place of being basically centered in calm, peaceful awareness.
0: There's the immediacy and lasting nature of what we do in hypnotherapy.
1: Yes, and it's a learning, frankly. Uh, one, mm. You know, it takes, uh, it can take several sessions where we bring up, You know, for example, some people are terrified of flying on an airplane. Others are afraid of speaking in public. Others are afraid of intimate relationships. We can actually Put the client into the hypnotic state, and have them experience role-playing a more healthy and peace-inducing response to the stressful circumstances they find themselves in. And as a matter of fact, I did this in my office with somebody yesterday who's afraid of walking down the stairs. We role-played and got them to a, piece of, 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 a place of peace of mind, rather, and then we went and we walked the stairs together, and they were much better.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. You know, I guess if nobody's sort of worked with you before, David, they might be thinking, gee, this sounds fascinating. So what could you recommend as an action that listeners could take that would support them?
1: Become best friends with your breath and your attention. And by that, I mean... Being able to – when you, if you come into my office and, and you sit in my chair, the first thing I'm, I'm going to have you do is begin to breathe very intentionally through your nose, through your nostrils, and begin to allow your body to relax. And so as you can take practical ways in the immediate moment – to relax, to begin to breathe in, allow a sense of relaxation to come in through the breath, course throughout your entire body, and then release stress and anxiety in the exhalation, you're going to find yourself in a better place. And by simply learning to breathe properly and with intention, you can bring tremendous relief to stress and anxiety.
0: Yes, because I guess you're you working at that sort of really physical level that the tension is held in the body.
1: Correct. Um, there was a very famous yoga teacher in Los Angeles some years ago. He was the founder of Kundalini Yoga. His name is Yogi Bhajan. And he once said, that you cannot relax properly without having tension first. If you are in a state of semi-relaxation and then you try to relax fully, he said you'll never get there. So you have to, in yoga, kind of clench your muscles or hold a a pose for a moment. And then when the tension releases, then you relax even more. So it is a matter of training your mind and body to work in, in unison to bring you the kinds of changes of relaxation that you need.
0: Wow, that's quite powerful. Tell us about your latest book, Discover Your Magnificent Mind.
1: This is my third book that I've written, and this was released just a couple months ago by the Alboa Press, which is a uh, division of Hay House Publications, and Hay House is the largest self-help and metaphysical author in the world, or publishing house in the world, rather. And it's a short little book. It's only 124 pages, but it explains um, in very easy to read and practical ways uh, how the mind works, how the conscious mind works, how the subconscious mind works, and how to use your mind to provide healing, freedom, and prosperity in your life.
0: Okay. And tell me a little bit more about that. So, Have you got a little snippet for us of how you might do that?
1: Um, yeah, we can talk about that because one of the things that's very interesting is that um, back in the 1960s here in Los Angeles, there was a man named Joseph Murphy who was a science of mind minister, and he intuitively grasps some things that clinicians are now just beginning to understand. But one of the things that that he taught us and I have in this book is a little quote. It says, this infinite intelligence within your subconscious mind can reveal everything you need to know at every moment of time and point of space provided that you're open-minded and receptive. You can receive new thoughts, enabling you to bring forth new inventions, make new discoveries, write new books or plays, or through the power of your subconscious mind, you can attract the ideal companion as well as the right buyer for your home or product and provide you with all the money you need and the financial freedom to go and do as your heart desires, all by learning how to use your mind more effectively in the moment. And this book talks about it, and I have exercises that they can actually write in the book if their they're, if they're good manners can allow people to write in their own book. Some people can't do it. They have to take a, a separate piece of paper and write it out. But there are exercises in the book that people can actually participate in this kind of work right away to make changes now.
0: I love that you said that you could write it on a piece of paper because that would be me. You know, you've got this sort of lifetime conditioning of don't destroy the textbook.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so,
0: so
1: That's why we give everybody yeah. permission now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, David, what are your tips for living fabulously?
1: Well, I've always said that whatever the mind creates, it can recreate. And so one yeah. of the tips for living fabulously is Come to understand how your mind really works. Come to understand how it can support you in making the kinds of positive changes that your heart desires. Because as you learn to understand and apply the principles in my book, but generally in in understanding the power of your mind, what you find is that you're able to live a happier and healthier life. So whatever the mind creates, if it it has created um, stress, if it's created a poverty consciousness, if it's created a fear of failure, it can be recreated. It can recreate into a sense of relaxation, a sense of prosperity, a sense of success, and a sense of fulfillment. So I would suggest learning how to use Your magnificent mind,
0: fantastic! And you can find Dr. David James at his website. It's www.davidjameshypnosis.com. David, thank you so much for being with me today and sharing your journey. And I think one of the takeaways for me is that if we do have this pilot light that's always on, is to become aware of it, and as you say find out how you can actually befriend that anxiety or stress in your life and actually turn it into something better. Because if we have an understanding of the power of our mind, we can then actually recreate that, which is interesting because I think when we talk about memories, Um, You know, we have a view of the world at the point in time. So if there is an opportunity to recreate and let go of trauma in our lives, that would be a wonderful thing. So thank you for being with me today.
1: Thank you for this opportunity.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.